Hey everybody, welcome to this next episode of Clinically Pressed. Uh, this one we are with Kaizen Strength out of CrossFit UDX and the Lacrosse Wellness Center. I'm interviewing Jake and Nikki. We cover a ton of stuff in this episode. It's a little bit longer than typical for us, but it is merited for the amount of information and it. Great things from Olympic weightlifting to strength and conditioning uh, for youth all the way up to working with high school athletes to CrossFit, um, even delve into BirthFit just a little bit as Nikki's moving her way into that. Uh, we really do hope you enjoy this episode. It's full of a lot of good things. Also, if you're listening to this before um, late August um, into mid-September, we have some big things coming out with New Cooley Region. Be sure to check all those things out. Community Meals, big partner there, and also a huge workout coming up in Wisconsin. Enjoy! Welcome to our next episode of Clinically Pressed. We're here with Jake Dorhorst, Nikki Ryan, mm-hmm. Nicole, Nikki. Either doesn't one. Matter, doesn't matter. And um, we are going to be talking about uh, Kaizen strength today and uh, things that they do well. So thanks for, for being here. Good guys. intro. <laughs> things they do well. We try to do well. I do this yeah. well. So um, yeah, anyways, their, their background a little bit, I just um, we talked about it like you guys to fill us in just a little bit on your background, what kind of got you here, and what makes you good at what you do. Okay. Uh, well, I grew up in a rural, rural community, and so that's where the athletics just kind of sparked an interest for me, and I actually thought I wanted to go to school for athletic training, and then I did the program at UWL for a year, or for the first semester, and decided it wasn't really the path I wanted to take, and I wanted to do more of the strength conditioning side kind of it. Tough on you in that first year. It wasn't. It wasn't no. bad. The, I just the rookies. Yeah, no, it was fun. But decided that's not really where I wanted to go. And then I did the exercise, sports science, fitness track because we didn't have the strength conditioning one at that time. So it changed the fitness. So I took that, um, and then found weight the sport of weightlifting through one of our professors, Jim White, and. Uh, started dabbling in that. I was really bad at it for a long time. <laughs> and then I realized it is pretty fun and I'd really like to learn this and I wish I would have learned it sooner when I was in high school or um, just younger and trying to lift weights and I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, it really helped me like build self-confidence and um, just overall physically and mentally the whole process of it. So that's why I fell in love with it and decided to pursue strength conditioning um, that's where I met Jake in class too, and then we got our USAW level one and graduated. Well, went to California for an internship, and that was corporate wellness. Okay. Um, and then I came back, and the Lacrosse Wellness Center was underway, and so I was asked to participate in that. And originally, we were going to do youth and sport performance in a gym, but decided that might not be the best things 
right off, so they wanted to do a CrossFit. So I decided, sure, I'll go get my certification, and I did that. And then Jake and I started coaching and managing CrossFit UDX, which is where we're at. And from there, I decided I really wanted to work with youth because they excite me, and it's fun to work with them at. They're really moldable at basically the high school puberty age, Mm -hmm. and that's a tough time for them. So it's a great opportunity for me to really help them down a good path, I think, physically and mentally and emotionally, and just make the things that seem weird and scary not so weird and scary for them. Especially you can get them moving well, you're going to yeah. be every college strength coach's yeah. dream. Exactly. A lot less to fix when they get there. Mm-hmm. And in the CrossFit, we see a lot of broken adults sometimes. So it's yeah. like, man, wish it w- they would have known earlier. Oh. So, Like you said, not having that background in high school, yeah. I wish I'd have had a little bit more direction. I think yeah. a lot of people do. Yeah. And I think that's what we tell ourselves when we ask the question at the end, the five to ten years, if you could go back, and it's just like, I could not know <laughs> half of what I knew now. <laughs> For sure. And yeah. how wrong... Yep. I was doing it before. Yeah, yeah. saved so much time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeing you in action in, in the high school is pretty cool. I, I think yeah. it's neat to... I, don't, I think that those kids don't really realize what they have. You know, they, I think they it's take it for granted. That's, that's yeah. typically yeah. how we are when we're yeah. 14 years old. Right. I but at least they do have it, though. Going yeah. back and apologizing to people, I'm really sorry that I was <laughs> such a jerk. I see what you're dealing with now as I'm dealing with it. Yeah. I'm really, really sorry. So... Um, and then just recently, I got into BirthFit with your lovely wife, Erica Boland, and I really like that path as well, working with prenatal and postpartum women. Um, and that's a whole other story. But I'll let Jake go. That sounds like another episode <laughs> somewhere down the line. That's what that sounds like. We're going to segue into that episode. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, my background is probably, uh, very similar start, I'd say, to Nicole's. I'm a small town, um, three-sport athlete. Did a lot of training things the wrong way. I ended up tearing my labrum in high school, which ruined my shots. I never wanted to play any type of college sport, pretty much. Um, so going through the PT that I had for that, that kind of made me interested in physical therapy. So I came to UWL as a pre-PT, as is like thousands of kids that come to UWL. <laughs> but I was ESS, pre-PT. I really just came. The only reason I came to UWL is because they had such a good exercise science program. Um, so I knew I'm like, well, I want to take every strength conditioning class I can while I'm going for PT school. So undergrad, I'm just going to do all that stuff. So I did all that, graduated with uh, pre-PT, um, was really, I mean, caught up in the strength conditioning stuff a lot more. Uh, and a lot of people even said to me, like, why are you even PT? Like, everything you do is related to, like, training and strength conditioning. I'm like, I don't know. It's just what I've always done. So I kept following that path for a while. Um, pretty much took till I got accepted to PT school me to be like oh this is not really what i want to do anymore so <laughs> this is real <laughs> yeah <now. laughs> it's like well no no i got there i'm like ah i don't know if i want to do that that's so no small feat to get into pt school yeah it, well no big deal <laughs> yeah that's that's saying something i remember that too we were roommates at the time actually um and then what he's probably going to say going to do next he was studying for med school yeah, so, I mean, the, 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 the side story of I'll all this happened. I'll never forget that time. We were yeah. together for a few months, and I'm like, man, who is this kid? So after I graduated, I did my internship in uh, Sydney, Australia. I went to a sports medicine clinic there. Um, same thing, trying to boost my, God, my, boost my resume to get into PT school. Um, I trained while I was there. In a weight, I started weightlifting with Nicole at UWL um, with the team that we had. Um, and then I also started with a coach there. Um, I'm a butcher. His last name was Luke Boringy. 
Um, he was the Australian weightlifting national coach for three of their Olympics. Okay. Wow. Um, so he had retired, and I was just training kids and, like, college kids who just wanted to do it for fun. He just did a couple hours a week for free. So you just had to pay to be in the facility and you could train with them. So Sweet. I jumped on that opportunity. Yeah. It was an hour train ride there and back, and then I had an hour train ride the opposite way to my internship every day. So I spent, like, four hours on the train Jeez. to do all this. But I had nothing else to do. That's what I'm there for. There so. Yeah. Did that, went through all that. I think that helped me push too. But after going through that, I realized ah, I'm not so much PT. Um, I actually was at dabbling in med school for a while because the doctor we had there was pretty pretty awesome doctor. But once I got back and realized, like, no, I didn't ever really want to med school. I just wanted to, I wanted to be on the front lines of, like, trying to help people prior to having all these issues and preventing them from ever happening and finding ways to do that, not just be on the backside trying to take care of those people all the time. So trying to help kids, adults, every age, be more proactive with their health and just get people more exposed to all that's out there um, versus just the conventional go into your gym and hop on the treadmill and elliptical type thing. So, yeah, following that then, um, I was trained at the time in the cold when this whole building started, then the whole kind of shift from doing the strength conditioning came to CrossFit, and since I had done some CrossFit internships and stuff in the past, um, I stepped in with Nicole and we said we'd, we'd run this thing for you. So we did that. Um, so we've been doing that since this building's opened. Um, I also started last year then too with the UWL weightlifting club that we were a part of. Um, the kids that they had helping coach it had moved on to different GA positions at different schools, stuff like that. So I had a couple people there. I brought it up like, oh, if you guys need a coach, I've got some free time. So we started off as kind of a little small gig, and now it's been a pretty awesome experience doing that. Um, I think we've had the last competition we had, I think, like 12 or 14 kids competing. So. Wow. It's it's growing and the kids are getting pretty good. I mean, it's sad to see the one the seniors that head away, of course. But each year you get a new crop of freshmen, and so we got a couple people already looking to join next year, which should be fun. Um, so that's kind of it now. Doing the CrossFit thing, doing that, um, do training the youth that we can around it. I think yeah, he does more of that at West Salem, but we do some privately here too. Mm -hmm. um, we've done teams, camps, and stuff like that. Yeah, we well. just started getting into the like quick little seminars or clinics. For athletes and then we did one for coaches so that was really fun for us they come in usually it's been baseball that we've had for a couple of them asking if we can teach the younger kids usually like 10 year olds about strength speed and agility and all that stuff and why it's important and why nutrition is important and mobility and recovery even at this younger age and make it cool um, so that's been fun to do and then we just kind of intermix it in with some baseball stations that other coaches will run um, and then the coaching one, that was probably my favorite. In a different way, though, because these people were parents of the youth teams, and they were there both for themselves on what they should do as their kid grows and develops mm -hmm. as a parent, but then also how do I help these kids as their coach. And so we got to talk to them. We did more about the mental side of it or emotional side of it and things to just consider or think about how your words affect them and how the delivery and the implementation of what you're doing could be more important at different ages and what's important and all that stuff. So, it's so interesting. I'm yeah. bummed I miss it still. It's okay. We'll <laughs> but I you, love you'll that have stuff. to. We yeah. had a busy day that day. Yeah, I remember you saying yeah. something about it. Yep. Yeah. So that was that was fun for me. I don't know if you like that. So, oh yeah. But. Enjoyed a lot too. <laughs> so where, where does your background come from like with a, the mental like aspect of it and like that because that's super intriguing and I think that's very yeah. different than a lot of places um, you know they look at the physical side but maybe not as much as 
you know, that, and I think it's huge. Well, I took a couple psychology classes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was just a Not general actually. psychology uh, in college. And then I also went through, yeah. yeah. Oh, rough one for me. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I just couldn't yeah. figure out how to yeah. take the guy's test. It was a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had four different teachers, so at least we did. So anyway, tangent. <laughs> so that was a big part of it for me. High school, I liked it too. I took a couple of psych classes, but then when I was, I think a sophomore in college, I struggled with a lot of that and body image and eating disorder type stuff. So I had a therapist and I learned a ton just through own self-experience. But the people I was in treatment with, I saw, I, I took on more of like a kind of motherly role with people that were there and started to realize like, oh, I really like to listen to these kids and their experiences and how it affects them. And um, then obviously learning on my own was huge and so that was also a big thing that drove my wanting to work with youth especially girls because and boys you know they have the body image and all that type of stuff too but they lack confidence and um, just self-awareness so if I could teach both strength conditioning and that side of stuff and they have experienced stress. You know, we look at it as adults like, that's not stressful. Come on. Yeah. You can't pick what color shirt to wear to school. Right. Yeah. But to them, it's stress. It's like physiological stress. It's psychological stress. And um, so I like to help them work through that um, or make them comfortable to talk about it. and Or at least just acknowledge that, okay, what am I thinking right now? Why am I thinking this? And So, yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, that's nice. interesting. It's cool. None of your favorite question too is oh, how's your mental health? health? <laughs> yeah. Skill one to ten, how's your mental health? My cousin asked me that one time and I was like, That's a great question. You know, rather than asking someone, Hey, how are you doing today? And then just not really expecting them to answer for and they sure. say good and you're like, it Oh yeah, good. The yeah, then you, you start to think and you wait for their response to actually hear and then a conversation develops on how their day went and then you talk about what they what went wrong in their day and why it went wrong and how it's affecting them. This could be in the gym as a coach. And then you start to realize, well, no wonder you moved like crap today, or no, no wonder you look slow or not focused. So it just spirals you into a lot of different conversations and you have the ability to understand them a lot better. So You'd be surprised, too, when you bring that up. Yeah. How many people are just like, oh, it's not so good. They open and up, yeah, they open up yeah. a lot more than just how you're doing because sure. it's just yeah. a default question. It gives them so the opportunity to. You guess. catch people yeah. off guard a lot of time, too, like, whoa, what? Mental health. Like, yeah. <laughs> But two, you have to realize you can't just go around saying, hey, how's your mental health? How's your mental health? Like, <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to read the situation and be like, okay, is this person going to just be completely offended by that or accept it? So sure. that just kind of comes with, I don't know, dealing with people and learning them, uh, I guess. Right. Yeah. Putting up. yourself in that mm-hmm. position. Like, if you don't try that, try to work yeah. yourself into that, you never will get good at it, of course. Mm-hmm. So that was something working with you, being very open with that, I found it myself. Like, as I started diving into these things with people, yeah. like, wow, man, I can really they'll really open up with talk with me. Like mm-hmm. I never even thought about doing this before, but gain a lot closer connection with people just in trust mm-hmm. and trust. Sure. Big time. They'll listen mm-hmm. to the coaching cues you give them and actually try <laughs> to work on them rather than, um, just blowing it off because they know that you legitimately care or want to know how they're feeling and how things are going or why they think they failed that lift or just being a robot some days going through the motions. Yeah. Wow. Like it. <laughs> so now you're gonna greet people at Cooley Health now. I could, yeah. That'd be, I, it'd be a heck of a thing to throw mm-hmm. in there. there I, I definitely think Erica's way better at that. You know, mm-hmm. kind of. 
I don't know if it's a female thing well. or she's just better than I am, but she'll have it's patients the all the time. People. It's not uncommon, and they'll just like break down to her, oh. and like, and it's good. I mean, like you guys said, to address that, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it needs to be done because there's yeah. definitely just because you can't see it, you know, it doesn't mean it's not there. Oh yeah. Cool. Yes, Erica does do that well. Yeah, but so do you. You did it to me last week, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Not that specific. Sorry. Did you break, did you break no. down? No, I didn't. No, okay. But, yeah, it was good. Was it when I told you you looked tired? Mm-hmm, oh. I was. <laughs> but I, I knew I did, though. I said myself. I don't know. It was when we were doing that podcast, and I was like, God, I do look like shit. <laughs> like, I don't feel that? tired, but I look like it. Uh, the one we, we did a double last Thursday. Oh, I was I felt like I had just run a marathon that day when I got home. I was like, why am I so tired? I literally <laughs> talked to people all day, except for hiking through the field. That was the only tough part of the day. Oh, that day? No, the the next double, like when we did the one with Sean. And oh, Mike. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Either way, that was a lot. Yeah. Anyways, that one we yeah. really just sat there the entire time. Right. <laughs> Anywho, but I felt like yeah, Nikki could read it. Um, yeah, so what, uh, with the Kaizen Strength, you guys kind of had that, I feel like, kind of initial intent before you came here with UDX, and then, like, it yeah. seems like you're getting back more into that a little bit, and, like, mm-hmm. um, what, what makes you guys different, I guess, with that, because I feel like there's not anywhere else around here, I don't know about maybe other places that offer what you guys do there might be we just maybe don't know about yeah, it but, I'm sure, um, yeah. uh, it's, it's always been run into it. it's always been back of our minds of the back burner like the goal get to youth sport performance it's important um, this is a good way for us to get there and help other people in the process but we are talking I don't really know what makes us different um, we just because everyone's going to gravitate to a different gym a different coach because of certain things um and you just react better to some people or fit better. So the people that are here just feel like they fit, I guess. Whereas there's a lot of other good gyms in town. Um, and the, they have great members. They have a good member base because people chose them. So um, I think maybe it makes us different. I'm not sure. But if someone is here and we just don't feel like they fit or are getting a good vibe from our members in the gym, or maybe they just like something else. Maybe they like group fitness. I'll be like, hey, maybe you should just try out the SNAP membership and go to your group fitness classes. It might be better for what you're looking for, what you want, what you need, rather than this. Because if we just try and force what we think is obviously the greatest and like best way to train, it's not going to be the best for everyone. So you can't force someone to do something if they just really don't want to do it. They're not going to be successful. And that's not what we want. We want them to do it for the rest of their life. Whatever it is, it might not be CrossFit or strength conditioning or weightlifting. Um, so then we need to help them find what's going to fit. So I think we try to do that. But we try to see if they could fit here and figure them out and do as best we can. But sometimes you just can't. So I can try this place. I think what we saw, too, is like you go to other areas, even Wisconsin, like they have giant strength conditioning gyms in lacrosse here with – on Alaska, lacrosse community, Holman and stuff, West Salem. There's not really one central location. Like people, I saw a lot of kids are going to personal trainers at, yeah. like at a Snap Fitness because that's what all they have. Like their parents are asking, could you train my youth athlete? And not to say a lot of personal trainers don't do a great job with it, but that's not really their what they're doing every day. And it's mm-hmm. like trying to create a place where that's what 
we do is try and that's what we're trying to develop at least is that's what we do is we train athletes we do these type of things our goal and what our focus is is what we're trying to what our passion is is trying to um, develop athletes not just we're not, I'm not personal training seven hours out of a day and then training one athlete throughout the day so mm-hmm. I mean so much of as we can I mean, anyone can attest whatever profession you're in so much to support through experience so yeah, I when, prior to the start of this, like I trained some athletes, like one or two, but I look at how much development I've made in the last two years being here versus like the two or three years I was doing that before, prior. It's like mm-hmm. whole different ball game. So I think we just saw what we're trying to do is just trying to be that place where athletes go. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily be the, the only one. Be? Yeah, mm-hmm. not, yeah, not necessarily like the only one. We just want to be, we want to do what we think is best to help these athletes and hopefully find ones that fit well with us. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's huge that you can recognize that. Harrison, as I was editing his episode, which is out, the referred to like the dollar store personal trainer mm. that just goes and gets it and now thinks that they can train anybody and everybody. And you might run into that like a personal trainer is going to train an athlete, not all of them, some of them, mm. unless they're actually tried to adapt to it. And it's hard to be that good across that big of a spectrum. Just, yeah. It's really hard yeah. because it's so specialized. So, mm-hmm. and to if- know when people don't fit and Trying to help them find something else is pretty big because obviously that's membership and whatnot, which is always hurts a little. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just one of those things like, like the mastering of a like ten thousand hours rule thing. Same like with being a coach. If you see, I mean, if you want to be good at coaching a clean or a squat or any of those type of lifts, you need to see it that many times. And if throughout the day you're working with most of your people aren't can't even do a proper back squat because they don't have the proper mobility or whatever issues it just doesn't allow you to get those reps at coaching those exercises so mm-hmm. when you can see we've seen i mean how many it'd be, it'd be kind of fun to count how many like squats you've watched over the last year like, yeah. Tickers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just you develop reps and you get those reps watching things so you can identify things more and see different styles yeah. of people and correct them which is i mean which got me into like interning at crossfit originally was like oh it's an easy place i can go help coach the lifts that i love to do um versus going to a gym and mm-hmm maybe being a personal trainer and coach people through machines because all I have is machines or body weight stuff. So I can just go to a CrossFit and teach people how to snatch and clean and jerk and squat, like do this cool stuff. Like even though it might be a 40-year-old soccer mom or something like that, it's still teaching the same lifts and seeing a lot of the same issues you even see with kids nowadays too. With yeah. Can't move well, so. Yeah, yeah like you said, training, training athletes. I mean, everybody's an athlete, and right. it, as they grow and get older, they're going to move that much better throughout the rest of their life too so that's huge yeah. it's a nice part the kids are a little less breakable so. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they recover pretty quick yeah um and then with that training them as athletes are trying to make people realize that they can be athletes and it's basically just the mindset and um the physical training that they put themselves through but the long-term athlete development model is what i was first introduced to and it's that's the canadian model and then u.s U.S. sports has the American development model. They're both super similar. It's just basically what types of things you should do or introduce a person to at different stages of their life, whether it's infant, toddler, um, elementary, middle school, high school, collegiate, professional, elite level. And that's what just really fires me up is that whole spectrum. And it's realizing that, okay, we're the coaches at this point of the spectrum for this kid. Um, and not only is it super important to give them the best um, coaching and training that we can now for this age, but to realize that there's a whole another length of the spectrum left, and at some point we have to deliver that kid to the next coach who is um, more equipped 
or experienced in that level and knowing when your limit as a coach is up and being willing to pass them on, but keeping that whole spectrum in mind while you're coaching them. So it gets really, it's super fun when all of a sudden you have this strong kid in here. It's like, oh, let's see what you can do. But then you have to think about, okay, well, how well are they doing this? Mm -hmm. And is it really worth the excitement of the one rep now when they're 14 or the quality of their movement when they're 18 and they could be competing at a higher level? So like those things that you, um, that looking at the, and recognizing the whole spectrum, but then how it breaks down to a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, and then into their different phases, how it could affect them, and just keeping that in check while you're also trying to accomplish your goal in that moment. But then um, also teaching them how to recognize that themselves. Like, we need to push for this set right here because of this, this, and this, but know that this is part of this bigger phase, this stage of your life. When you get older, you'll be able to do this movement because you'll be more developed and ready to handle that. Um, so I just think it's really interesting taking them from each stage, working them through, and then being ready and proud to hand them off to the next person that's going to help them even more. So I love that model. And that's really what I'm trying to, and we're trying to build off of. So, and build a team of people that we know we can pass them off to when they're ready. For sure. To be passed off. And like any coaches who haven't seen that, it's a great thing to take a look at too. Like to yeah. know any coach, like even if you're coaching peewee softball, like, to see that mm-hmm. model, to see like, oh, so this is kind of what they should be learning now and I should focus on these skills because sometimes, I mean, especially if you're a volunteer coach, like you don't have mm-hmm. that type, you've never been exposed to that. So looking those type of things up can be huge. Um, there's tons of free information on that. Um, on the ADM site? Yeah, ADM, um, like the U.S. different sports. So you say weightlifting, you say hockey, they all have different examples of it and practice schedules, or not schedules, um, practice programs and how it addresses it at different stages and what you could do, but not, I haven't seen too many of them get into the specifics of the strength training and uh, how we could work here to help them with their development of their practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of like you go to a dentist to get your teeth cleaned, you go to a doctor for disease or care or whatever, um, you go to your hairstylist for your haircut. Um, so we want to be the people that, that they go to for their strength and conditioning, and then they're the sport coach. It right. has to be yeah. has to be a team effort. Uh, it's great to want to do it, like have that drive to want to do it all on your own, but again, then you have to think about the quality of what you're giving them. is may not be as good as if you let someone do it who that's their thing, that's their jam, and then you do the sports skill. So think we need to work more on getting our teams on the same page yeah we've tried to work at UWL is we're trying to make you as robust of an athlete as we can to go apply it to your practice with your coach Mm -hmm. doing your stuff there we're not gonna get too sports specific to a degree like yes. what's not specific about tailored. Being powerful, agile. Right. And that's yeah, the basic premise of it is that you really aren't gonna train the basketball player in the weight room and even in a lot of their conditioning that much differently than the soccer player. Yeah. Sure there's some differences, but they still move forward and back, they still go side to side, go for bursts, some longer than others, but yeah. It doesn't have to be this like completely different thing. Mm-hmm. So 
That's my favorite when, when parents come in. I want you to work on sports-specific and speed development things with my son or daughter. And then they hang out in the cor corner and watch the whole thing. <laughs> and we don't, like, do any, like, fancy footwork things. We basically just do strength work. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're like... <laughs> and then you, put, you explain to them, right. look, if you want to get faster, you have to be able to develop power and you have to be strong and all these things. And so... I hear what you're saying. This is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, so I think working with parents is another beast in itself. Are they but typically pretty receptive then once you kind of like... When you explain it. it. Yeah, so you yeah, can't just say, I'm going to do this because this is how we do it. You have to educate. Same with when working with the kids, I found. Got to give them a reason. And then um, they'll realize that, okay, she cares or she might actually know something about this. So I'm going to at least give her a shot and listen. Right. <laughs> um, and it doesn't really work to say... Do it because I told you so. You know, right. that's that's what mom and dad say, and that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. um, so I like to just kill them with reasons, and the whole time we're doing coaching, he was like, do this because of this, we do this because of this, and it seems to be working okay, so. <laughs> and they see the why. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, have a why. It's always a great side tangent. This is a side tangent story from last summer, but there's a kid and a kid working with in a group and a baseball player. And their mom, that mom had said the exact same thing to Nikki when she sent her son to do summer training with us. And then he was playing baseball throughout the summer. And I think it was like a month or two after, I think two or three months after she'd been training with us. And he hits, has a tournament, hits his first home run in the tournament. And then he hits the second, and he hits the next one in the next game. Wow. So it was like, never hit a home run before. Yeah. And then she sent Nikki to pick the videos of him. And it's like, oh, great job on all this, the training you've been doing. And it's like, yep, so sports specific. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep that helped with those. We that's all we did. Which yeah. never actually happened. <laughs> and that's just, you know, they may not have been educated on that, and that's fine, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's always exciting to get those videos or pictures. Oh, for sure. Sometimes at the older athletes will send them and be like, hey, this is me in the newspaper. Or, nice. Here's my something off the news. I don't know. So Put it in action. Mm -hmm. They love that stuff. So, And then we get invited to their choir concerts or... I don't know, graduation parties and things like there that. Games, so, can you come to my game? Yeah, you going to come to my game? <laughs> so we always try to make it to as many of those as we can um, because it's an honor just to be invited to that stuff and oh, uh, yeah. to know that you're more part of their life than just their coach. I bet it means a lot to them to see mm -hmm. you guys show up then too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's another one of my favorites. Very mm -hmm. cool. Um do you have any like specific groups that or organizations that you guys have like specifically modeled Kaizen Strength after, or you just kind of have taken like this is what we like and think is good from all these different things and just kind of compiled your own you know model? Yeah, we're a hodgepodge. Yeah, <laughs> well, neither of us really had like a direct. Neither of us really spent like neither of us had our direct internship within a strength and conditioning gym. Yeah. So we've had experience in gyms and we've had friends and other mentors that have helped us from that um which i think is i mean may have been a detriment to us a little bit but i think it's also helped it's push us to like i mean learn stuff the hard way which is usually sometimes trial by fire like you got to figure it out so right. it's pushed us to really reach out and find whatever we can from online from mentors and really reach out to people which i think is which has been great we didn't just think like oh this is the way we knew so this is the way we're going to keep going with because that's how we do it we've kind of developed our own system and it constantly evolves too so yeah. Whether it's the best, well, I mean, that's we're going to work to getting towards, but, I mean, there's been a, I mean, too many to even count. We tried, we started listing everything that's, like, all the people who have influenced us and stuff. And it is so long. And then this so just ended up being, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, though. Yeah. I feel like instead of just saying, 
this is the only way and, yeah. and just ignoring everything there's else. There's, there's lots of people, so there's lots of ways. But, um, and then our different experiences, he was at a PT clinic, had a weightlifting coach. I was at Apple for corporate wellness. And then um, I went to Catalyst and just watched their lifters and paid a membership just to be there. You know what I mean? So it put us in different experiences where we learned things that you won't be like, okay, this is for strength and conditioning. I need to remember this. It's something that you look back and be like, oh yeah, I learned those skills or I got those skills from doing, setting up an event or, I don't know, working with a, a patient or watching them work with a patient. And so pulling different lessons from different experiences, but it all comes back to where we implement it. So I think that helps us be a little more well-rounded too, just as individuals, not just coaches. Yeah, I can see that. Just like snowballs, kind of pack it on in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So hodgepodge to answer your question. I like it. Like I said, better than just a cookie cutter approach that you just, sure. you know, follow this one person. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, early on, I know I looked. I always try to like. I'm always one who tries to be like. Well, what is the best? What are the best doing? And try to find a way that they mm-hmm. do it. And I talk to friends who've been at different places and like, well, how did this system go? And they tell me like, oh, they did this and this, but then this and this and this is terrible because they do it that <laughs> way. And it's like, so don't do that. And like stuff. So I mean, it helped. It's I. It just threw us in the in like I said trial by fire in that. We could take all these systems that we could research and figure out how they do it, but then any system always has faults, so there's always goods and bads of either, so, I mean, it's been kind of nice not having to be like, well, this, we don't just fall back on this one because it's the way we know. Now we have to then constantly keep changing because there's no fallback plan. <laughs> there's really, like, we there's fallback what we've been doing, but we, I don't know, yeah. we never get stuck. I hate getting stuck in the same spot with anything, so always trying to find something different or steal something from somebody. I mean, that's yeah. what this industry is, is pretty much borrowing, stealing everything from everyone else. So, right. yeah, yeah, just putting in different words. And I think it's fun to listen to members or athletes when they're in here. And when they try, like if I'm over here working with someone and then a kid is doing something maybe not as good as he could and then the other one says, hey, fix this. And you listen to how they say it and then the kid gets it right away. So it's like, oh. I should maybe put that in my cues, you know, right. pick up cues from them yeah. because they're at that level and then you understand how to put it at their, at their level. Um, and that's one thing we've gotten more into is teaching the kids how to do something, how we would teach it, and then making them teach each other because mm-hmm. they learn it better and then they see the frustration in trying <laughs> to find body positions and postures and things like that, but then they can understand it on a different level rather than just listening and trying to do and they learn to teach too. Mm. Yeah be able to explain it and show I can see then that makes them think about how they would maybe do it themselves mm-hmm. even while they're doing it yeah yeah so never one do one teach one or something yeah. like that or yeah some, something along those lines <laughs> might, be flipped, might be flipped around but something like sounds mm-hmm. smart yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what we go for <laughs> so what's behind the name guys and strength yeah we never touched on that I'll let you talk about it <laughs> well I mean we learned about it in school, the Kaizen principle through strength conditioning, which is it's a business principle as well too. It's just like, is it Japanese? Japanese. Japanese yeah, yeah, for um, continual daily improvement. So getting a little bit better each day. So 1% better every day. I always talk about that with people is putting in that perspective. Like, okay, I bench 225. I want to bench 315. 
well, there's no way that's going to happen tomorrow. So, like, how do you get there? Well, you get 230, and then you get 235, and then you just inch away. And you set little micro goals that get you there, just get continually better. So, we, I mean, it's applied in strength conditioning. We realize, like, well, that's the philosophy we've had with everything we've done is because this name came about after we've already started a lot of our programs of things um, was that we would use the phrase, like, better than yesterday. Like, find a way to get better today. You could have an off day and a terrible day, but you can find some way to get better um, micro PRs is like I always talk about is oh, I PR by one pound or like a half a kilo or something for weightlifters. Like you can always find something to get a little tiny win. So when you leave the gym, you feel good about that day, no matter what it is. So it's like you come in, your first exercise is awful. Well, okay, let's find something that maybe we can like PR on, like PR your technique in it, PR something else. Or, PR your attitude about the fact that you failed. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's been big for some people this week. Hmm. They had bad performance or bad compared to things they've done before but if they handled it better than the last time that they failed then i'm like okay that's good sure like that's a win for the day you gotta overcome those obstacles yeah failure happens all the time yeah you just gotta okay i'll fix that tomorrow or just keep going so and i make the joke too but it's kind of true like finding prs outside the gym too so life Mm -hmm. prs another thing little Mm -hmm. prs so this is something i stole from john north but he made the joke like Oh, I hit six green lights on the way to the gym today. I got a PR. It's like, oh, I drank two gallons of water today. Yeah. I PR. And like yeah. doing, just finding all these little ways just to PR your way. life. Yeah. And just, it keep, if you look at that, it just spins everything a little funny. So I always do that a little, I do something different. Like, I don't know. Let's say, terrible example, I finished a pint of ice cream when I usually don't finish the whole pint. Well, I PR'd it. Like, or little things like that. Or I ate. Eight servings of vegetables, let's say something like actually healthy. (laughs) I PR my vegetable eating. So little things like that. I mean, you can spin it and it creates everything a more positive environment, which is what this is all about. Like when a negative attitude will send you in a negative direction every time. So um, Mm -hmm. always trying to have a positive spin on whatever you're doing. Like, okay, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to be able to hit my back squat weight today. Well, maybe I'll try to PR the speed I have at this lighter weight, something like that. Like, make it feel really good, get a really good, like, drive out of the hole, something like that. So, I haven't read it, but I've heard it referenced uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth. Mm-hmm. Read that one? It's all about, like, it's on my list. Yeah, it's on my, it's on my <laughs> list. It's yeah. really long. Um, but it's basically that, like, the ones that are successful are the ones that can hit those, like, micro things each day and kind of well, basically grind it out to where it just starts accumulating on each other. And that's, in her research, she's found where most of the success comes from is it's just being able to go through the things when you don't want to or when it's hard and it's the grit part of yeah. it. So. This, I couldn't think of it before. The phrase I always tell like our members, like CrossFit has a lot of things that take a long time to learn. There are people who oh, yeah. muscle ups, like people will spend years to get a muscle up and maybe never even get one or snatch technique, something like that. Um, but I always use the phrase of people like frustration's the enemy of success. Like if you get frustrated and caught up with like, man, I just cannot do this. Well, then you're never going to do it. It's like, that's mm-hmm. like the phrase always goes. But if you recognize like, oh, I'm getting frustrated. Oh, I need to like settle back down. Just do what I can right now to like, get, make this next rep better. Like always finish on a good rep, finish on something good before you leave the gym. So it's just that, that, that type of attitude we had with our coaching, we realized. And we're like, it just, the name just kind of ended up falling in our lap after I mean, probably like months of like trying to think of a name for it, but it just kind of became like that's kind of who we are as coaches, what we do with our lives, and like that should represent what our what we do in our gym and what we train with our athletes. So yeah, nice. the culture we'd like to create. Yeah. yeah. Do you explain so, the name to like the athletes then too, or mm-hmm. try to tell them? 
And they forget, yeah. so we always kind of remind them, too, like, yeah. what does guys mean? What you learn in school today? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so trying to build the Kaizen mentality within them, too. And it works great. I, we have this system for CrossFit. Um, we use it with our smart athletes, too. It's Wattify. Um, so it's just a computer tracking-based system. So it'll track all – you just put every type your numbers in there, and it tracks all your previous performance for that exercise. So yeah. cool thing is it gives you a little gold star if you PR. Oh, nice. So okay. when you start off, you're getting gold stars every week. Like people just chase that star too. Yeah. Like, okay. And they get mad if it doesn't pop up. Like, where's my star, Jake? I didn't, I didn't get my star. I, yeah. I, I lifted more of my back squat than what it said I needed to do. I need to do that, man. We should get gold stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked Here's about your gold <laughs> And it, so it works great. It, it, falls in the same mentality the system did so it's awesome and it's a mm-hmm. great little thing it's not doesn't always work the greatest but um it's just a nice a nice system to have like really early on to find those little victories for people because especially when you, i mean anyone like say as well when you get people starting off it's usually their make or break time those first couple months if they really enjoy what they're doing mm-hmm. they can probably stick with it years but if they get frustrated or not enjoying what it is they're probably going to fizzle out and be out of it in a few months so yeah that's the kind of the mentality we've tried to have with newer people to just get them set on like, hey, look at this. You got better this week than last week. And mentally for anybody, that's a huge confidence booster. If you're every single week getting better, getting a gold star, and setting a PR. Like, mm-hmm. So that's the importance of setting technique up first before you go into trying to push the next lifts. Because if you're having crappy technique, well, that's going to fizzle out really quick and you're going to plateau. But if you take them a step back, slowly grind away, then it can really be a lot of long-term success and not only physically but mentally as well. Yeah. I can see the the concept of that applied to life too, you know, when you're with younger individuals if they can apply that Kaizen philosophy, you know, throughout the rest of their life. I mean, I think that's a pretty good philosophy to have and all that carry through. Um what do you got? Oh, I'm just listening. I know drink your coffee gold. Oh, it's already gone. Oh. I don't need it. Coffee, it's been funny for the day. You could go for your PR. Yeah, set your PR and coffee drinking. I don't know. That, <laughs> that might not be a good thing, no. We'll apologize to Kelly later. Yeah, yeah. Fresh yeah. Not like that. When I'm asleep at 8 <laughs> Do you have any specific people that you follow uh, in the strength and conditioning world now that like, like you just try to keep up on because you know they're doing good things and you're, you're stealing from them? I'm really bad at that. So I'm going to say no. And okay. he's always like, hey, did you see so-and-so? Or did you see, you see what this is? Or I'm like, man, I don't know how you do it. I can't keep up with that stuff. <laughs> um, so I usually just get it from Jake. <laughs> Fair enough. He's great about that stuff. Well, I'm really nerdy. Like, that's how I spent my college career was I'd go home, and instead of doing homework, I'd sit on the Internet and either watch YouTube videos or read things. I remember some nights I'd get like 9 o'clock. I'd been home for three hours, and I hadn't started my homework, but I'd spent three hours reading articles and watching videos on stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I mean, influences go on and on for me, um, right? I mean, being a weightlifting is my newest kind of biggest thing. I mean, like what I've always really loved, um, kind of what scratches the itch for me because you can get so nerdy with it. Um, it's, it's kind of it's kind of sad, but it's true. Um, so I follow, I mean, pretty much all podcasts. I really don't listen to the radio when I drive. It's essentially podcasts all the way around. Our yep, yeah, exactly. So it's great. I can listen to you guys, listen to like anyone, but... Um, Charles Poliquin early on was a big one for me. I stumbled, yeah, <laughs> I stumbled onto him in the early days before things got too crazy. But I, 
I, on his website, then my like freshman sophomore year of college, I mm-hmm. read every article he put out, and that I think set me up to meet he Dennis did. Klein, who was yeah. like our biggest mentor nowadays. Yeah, like I went and asked him a question about this thing I read, and he's like, "Where'd you hear that from?" And I'm like, "Oh, Charles Poliquin. Have you ever heard of him?" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, yeah. Like, I didn't know. I barely know it. I just right. I read like just read his stuff on the internet. Thought it was cool. Um, so he was a big early influence for me." Uh, I mean, a lot of strength conditioning stuff. I mean, I went through the phase of West Side Barbell, yeah. went through the phase of that type of thing, went through, you name it, bodybuilding phases of reading every muscle and fitness <laughs> magazine. I think a lot of kid, people, that's where they got started. That's where I started was, yeah. I went to the library, checked out a year, year of muscle and fitness, and that was, that was before, as, before I came to college. That's what I did that summer before. I read every muscle and fitness at the library. Um, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, so that's what started early on, and then just, I mean, spirals now to... Juggernaut's a great one, great reference. I send a lot of our interns to now. They put up a lot of good things. Um, weightlifting wise, there's Catalyst, there's Travis Mash. Um, in strength and conditioning, um, the Chalk Talk podcast um, with Rob, was it McCurry? Ron McKeithy. Ron, McKeithy. yeah, I can never say his name. He has a great book too. I didn't read the whole thing, but my roommate did, so they're a part of it. I watched it kind of as. Checked it out when Kevin Schultz was on it, but I haven't watched a ton of other ones. But a lot of that's been good for me. I mean, the, that weightlifting-wise, I mean, principles of weightlifting, you're a weightlifter, you're essentially, you, their sport is their training and, like, yeah. mm-hmm. and everything. So you essentially apply that same type of mentality, I've realized, with my athletes. Now I'm just taking out the sport training. Like, instead of weightlifting, having the mentality of how can I get their snatch and clean and jerk better, now it's like, well, how can I make this person a better athlete? And it's just using training as that, so... That's been a big one for me. I couldn't. I could list off for days the people I've had as influences, but usually I just tell people like, just get out there, like, find something that really you gravitate towards, and just read everything they have, like, follow everything they do. Now with social within media, reason. within reason, yeah, yeah. within yeah. reason, yeah. yeah. I know you go through the phase. You got to go through the phase of like eventually, and school helped with that. I think too. Our mentors, like Jim White, Dennis Klein, helped a lot with having that filter of like. What's good information? What's bad information? You need to have that filter. Yeah, if you don't, if you just take everything that you know, mm-hmm. everything you hear is is that's right. No matter who it is, I see faults in the same people. I Charles Poliquin and all these people now. Now I can see the faults in what they say. Like that's come through years of trial and error and learning it the hard way. Or mentors and pointing stuff out to you. Like, oh, did you? I mean, that's not a really good idea. Do you think that? Like, oh yeah, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what school helped us with a lot. And our mentors help with a lot yeah. is getting that that kind of that BS. Like in that BS filter, I think, as Matt Andre called it, was, yeah. <laughs> is that really stupid or is that kind of a good idea? And sometimes you don't know, so you try it on yourself, things like that. And then sometimes you try it on athletes and you're like, oh, crap, that didn't go so well. I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to keep using this. So yeah. it's, I don't know, for me, sometimes it changes, too. Like things that I thought before that were just hogwash. It's like I wouldn't give it the time of day. And now it's like, huh, I think that had some merit, you know. And then things that I believe then that, I thought, like, this is it, and then now it's like, oh, you know, a, little, a little humble pie, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's good to, like you said, always get better, so just, it's going to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep evolving. Mm-hmm. It back to you guys, this is why, and this is why I keep trying to challenge all my set was like, well, why are you doing it? Don't just pick it because you think that's what it's supposed yeah. to do or you've seen it done. If you can justify it and feel good about it, you're probably going to get a lot better result. Like we just do things to do things sometimes, even when we're pretty sure that it doesn't actually work. We just do it because we always have. And so I'm trying to get more people to. But why? Why did you pick that exercise? Well, I don't know. It's just blessing for the shoulder. 
<laughs> not a really a good reason, yeah. I don't think, but sometimes my, my why is because I needed to buy myself 20 minutes. That's why we did that today. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that sometimes, <laughs> But I know that's my why. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, it makes, it can make a lot of things a lot better if you can, mm-hmm. if you've thought that far through to justify this is why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I tell it to our interns too that we have is like you're gonna see a lot of stuff, and I'm gonna show you something too. But I want you to question everything, like why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why are you doing it? Like you should be able to have everything you do have a purpose of why it's there. If not, then Don't then do it. maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's we tell with our athletes too. Yeah, I was just gonna say as a coach and as an athlete, just as a human, I have a purpose. What's your big purpose? What's your purpose for doing the little things each day? Um, just keeps you going and going the right direction, hopefully. And if you're a person, you're sitting on your couch watching Netflix, asking yourself, well, why am I watching Netflix? If you're saying I'm so trying to really avoid something, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, like yeah, sometimes <laughs> really there's a good reason, but then that. sometimes you sit there and be like, why am I watching it? Well, I'm trying to avoid this work I have to do. And they're like, okay, I need to turn to this off. So, Lauren exactly. the rest you for me. Why <laughs> really? am I still here watching this? I need to go do something. When Netflix says, are you still watching? Probably a good time. <laughs> yeah. <to go. laughs> yeah. Nothing has shifted in the last four hours. <laughs> yeah. We got on prison break, and I was so happy for that to get over and just because get your life it was back. good. Yeah, and I wanted to see like what's gonna happen, but then it's like no more, you know, no more. Well, I got rid of cable, and now I've got Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. Plus, we got the Fire State thing. It's just like we might as well <laughs> cable again. We yeah. waste just as much time. Isn't it crazy how they just keep you like wanting to know what's gonna happen? Oh. It's like it's a show. You can right. figure it out later. Exactly. But you just sit there and you keep watching. I don't know with cable at least has a commercial, so you can at least like, yeah. oh, okay, I can go go do this in their commercial, maybe get distracted and not be sucked in or something. I don't know, like I feel that, like I'm wasting less time when I don't have the it's commercials. Cheap. It's condensed, <laughs> so you don't feel as bad. Maybe that's just my. It's a. I'm the same. Way. Either way, yeah. <laughs> just gets me off of it. That's what it is. There you if go. I put oh, Netflix yeah. on, I won't stop. But if I'm watching cable, at least when a commercial comes up, I'm be like. Oh, yeah, I should probably go do my dishes or Question something. Question your now. life a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I hear you. Brings you back to reality. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, man. I should get oh, to no. bed. It's late. Yeah. Yeah. I bad. fall asleep too easily. I don't have to worry about that one. Oh, I should probably get off the couch and actually go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you, you guys see as, like, some common mistakes in fitness or nutrition or just, like, strength and conditioning or... Anything. What's some common mistakes that you typically see that maybe could be not so, that, that wouldn't have to be so common? With athletes or coaches? Either. Um, athletes. It's, how many did you want? <laughs> Whatever you <laughs> want. Um, well, the first one that like, just jumps out my mind is nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, either not eating enough or the content of what they're eating is just ineffective for what they're trying to do. Um, and then one I really notice is people's relationship, obviously with food and how they talk about it. And then what bothers me is how they talk about it around kids or their own children. And when they say, I, I, or I ate bad this weekend, I need to go work out or I need to make sure I get to the gym, Mm -hmm. uh, automatically without even purposely doing it, they're creating a bad relationship with food and exercise for their child and for themselves. They're just making it worse rather than saying, oh, I didn't eat something or I ate something that wasn't the best choice for what I'm trying to accomplish or for what I would like to be. Um, And I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow because I want to and because I like to be there. The people are fun and I like to see what I can do. Mm -hmm. So 
it's you're saying the same thing, but you're saying it a lot differently. For sure. So I think that's a common mistake that could be maybe not easily fixed, but it could be fixed. Um, Bringing awareness to that initially, yeah. I think, is huge. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess people don't always realize what's going on in my head, but that's what's going on in my head. And then the quality of movement and what's good and what's actually good or like really good. And people don't, they say, oh, I can do this. Maybe it doesn't hurt now. It might hurt later. You might wreck something. And taking the time to just do it right or to want to do it right, mm -hmm. really, rather than just to want to do it, want to do it right. Um, with coaches, um, I tend to notice that we go to extremes because it worked for us. But we're not training ourselves. Or it worked for that elite athlete. All day long. So we're training other people. So we should try and find what's going to work for that person and the person next to them. And it's probably going to be different. And it probably should be different. So rather than saying, you need to do this to achieve this, um, we, need to, we want to achieve this. Here's some things that we can do. And then pick from that rather than saying this is the end all be all. So uh, rather than being black and white, everything is pretty gray in this field. Um, and making people know that, when, especially when you see like on the internet, lose 10 pounds in three days. I don't know what it is. And do it this way or five reasons not to eat bananas or something. I don't know. There's <laughs> just some weird stuff that always pops up. And it's like people are going to take that so literally because it's in front of you. And if someone trusts you and then all of a sudden you're saying, you got to do this because of this, that's so detrimental to them because they're going to take you literally and not know that there's actually a bunch of other things they could try that might work better. So... I think just being more gray and rather than black and white. There was a thing, I was listening to a podcast with somebody talking about like diabetes and glucose intolerance and how people have like chastised bananas as a fruit <laughs> because it's more sugar and it can be broken down mm -hmm. quicker compared and I don't know, remember what it, she was comparing it to, but it was like you'd have to eat like 25 pounds of bananas That's in order to get that, <laughs> like to elevate your blood sugar like <laughs> to the extent as some other thing and she's like, it's just a ridiculous argument that you shouldn't eat a banana because it's going to turn to glucose quicker because of the comp. I don't know. Yeah, hang out with you enough and with the amount of bananas four, you guys had. We had 400 pounds over the weekend. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't consume any of them. <laughs> <laughs> David Seaman's got to go, go ahead. I was going to say the same thing with carrots they have too, like the glycemic mm. index versus the glycemic load. Like yeah. oh, glycemic right. index is like kind of high, but then you go take the glycemic load, like you have to eat two bags of carrots to yeah. actually hit the that glycemic index. Yeah. So. Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> David Seaman has a good video on YouTube that talks about like the banana BS, basically. Uh -huh. Yeah, it that's, wasn't him on the good. podcast, but I'll check that out. That's a good one. Yeah, I didn't realize that's where that would lead us, but <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. No, it was a, I, she mentioned bananas. It's perfect. <laughs> Did you know that one thousand bananas weighs four hundred pounds? <laughs> you know, actually, yeah. this is a quite. A, a lot bigger tangent, but I was reading last night <laughs> on gardening tips, and if you use banana peels and you put them just under the soil, it's like a really good fertilizer for rose bushes and other plants, and then you can also use it as like a fertilizing spray if you dry them out and put we them into water. Going on wow. it's like a really bad and there's, with yeah, bushes. anyway, I'll let, <laughs> I'll let Jake answer his comments. Not just fitness tips here. <laughs> Quality of life improvement. <laughs> this morning's class, I was showing them a wood burning technique that the Japanese use or something like that to preserve wood. 
Anyway, so we go on tangents all over the place. I'm interested to hear this. <laughs> it's cool. So it's next really time we cool. have a campfire. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot more than just burning the wood, so I was confused. But Okay, well, anyway. that sounds awesome. Jake, what are some common things you see? <laughs> <laughs> common faults in people? Ah, Yeah, getting so, like, with general people, I was trying to think a little bit more than things we haven't covered already, but... Uh, we get a lot of people in here from other gyms and stuff too for our CrossFit or with yeah. our yeah. barbell club now. A girl last night I was actually just talking to her about this. Uh, she talked about like she go to she go to classes at this like five six times a week and that's all she do and like just she'd show up some days she'd be tired so she'd take a lighter weight or something like that. Um, versus we came here and we started getting her in the system where we're like okay you did this last week in your squat this week we're gonna try to do this and now she's been in here for a little over a month now and she's like last night she's like I don't know what it is I just like. I have so much more energy when I come here. Like, it's actually, I'm like training for something, I guess. I don't even really know what I'm training what? for yet, but <laughs> like, it, it gets like, she's like, I actually feel like I'm going somewhere. Like, um, she's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, like, I just go, I'm chasing those stars. She even said that. Uh, gotta so, reach for the stars, man. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly what I said. This entire time, we need you gotta get stars. And that's, I, I think that's what a lot of people fall into is that they, they train and they go through the motions of something mm-hmm. like general population or even athletes too. Like you just train what's on the program or I got five sets of five on squats. So I'll just keep doing, say I'm keep doing 185 on squats every week or eh. training versus working out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what we like. actually yeah. talk about that with um, people that at least I haven't done this much lately, but in the beginning they're like, Hey, you working out on Saturday? No, but I'm training, you know, just like, <laughs> just to be kind of a smart butt, but, um, just swapping those words when they use them. Be like, yeah. are you working out today? Or you'll hear in conversation, like, you mean, are you training today? And because then they start to realize, oh, yeah, I have a purpose. And sure. Even if they're not competing, there's a purpose. So that's kind of fun. I think for general pop, that's such a big thing. And, yeah. and any, any person, in, I mean, you go out and do like a 24 7 gym, like we're right next door to a Snap Fitness. You see someone out there do the same weights on the same things every time. And mm-hmm. yeah, they can get results right away, but yeah. they stay, yeah. they always stay the same after a while. It's like, and they don't know why. They really don't. People don't even realize, like, oh, if I just said, okay, this week I'm going to use 10-pound dumbbells, I'm going to get 8 reps. Next week I'm going to try to get 10 reps. I'm going to get 12, and then right. I get 15. And like, oh, maybe I'll try the 15-pound dumbbells. Okay. And you just do that just that little bit. And for people, that's And some people thing. do that. It's, mm-hmm. it's not all in the right. snapper 24-7. You know, there's some people that do really well and have that mentality, but a lot of them don't. So It's hard because I never want to knock somebody that's going to like classes and being active and whatnot yeah, because and it's, it's just it's good that you are but at the same time it's just like then you hear the well nothing's changed or I should just mm-hmm. go and do more or they're hopping on the elliptical now for 30 yeah. minutes is we could really it, do, it, it could, could be, be done better could be, yeah, yeah and it's, it's just yeah. But you never want to like discourage them from what they're doing because at least they're doing something. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, that's and that's the sad part of what like we're getting to with like, mm-hmm. where obesity's going is like with, with all, I mean, this would be a really bad side tangent, but all the just the participation awards every kid gets now. Like, oh. you did this sport. I kind of so wonder that on your stars, but they did do it or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it like we we we've talked about this a lot. Like the expectations we set for people like. People come here, like they, they, they'll even say to me, our members are athletes, like, well, at least I'm here today. I'm like, no. what kind of expectation is that? <laughs> yeah, like, it's terrible. you're just going to yeah. show up? Like, what kind of, what do you, why even be here? Like, I mean, why even, like, you know what I mean? Uh, to me, it's, I mean, maybe it's just the way I've always been, is if I'm not doing something all 100%, then this, like, probably just not rather do it, but. They just walk in. Oh, yeah. All, <laughs> all I got to do is yeah. get to the gym. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Like, what if people really like doing their jobs? Like, how much more could we get accomplished? Oh, yeah. The world would be. so many people. 
Well, it's almost the weekend. It's Tuesday. <laughs> it's close to the weekend. It's close to last weekend, but... Yeah. Gary Vanderchuk said that. Like, if you're oh, if yeah, you're looking forward awesome. to the weekend, <laughs> then you're 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 just like losing at life. Like, yeah. you should not be looking forward that to the weekend. That dude doesn't sugarcoat a thing. No, like, I'm yeah, I'm putting I that pretty PG his. right yeah. now. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but somewhat family show, not really. But yeah, yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah, we'll link it up. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> give them the opportunity. There you go. Anywho, yeah, should we just jump to the clinically so. pressed ones so we can stay on somewhat of a track again? Nah. Uh, so first one, uh, something that you personally believe, or a small group, shout out Alex, that others may not. And it doesn't have to necessarily be fitness related. It can be. It could be bananas. <laughs> bananas. bananas are okay. Bananas, bananas, that bananas. That we believe that others may not. Hmm. Do you have one? Yeah. I mean, I know other people believe this, but, I mean, we really believe it. So, looking at the person as a whole, and so how they relate or interact with people around them, their peers, how they relate to themselves, how they relate to training. So, basically, physical, psychological, um, social, and then spiritual, and trying to at least hit on that or make them realize that they're all important. Because your physical wellness is going to be... Um, dependent on the wellness of your or wellness in all those other facets Mm -hmm. and so if you're psychologically unwell you're not as well as you could be physically so they all play into each other and so we really try to make people realize that even just a little bit if it's just just comes up in conversation where we bring up those points or how'd you sleep last night well how is How's your marriage, or something not that blunt? But how are did you guys go on a date? How <laughs> are th- how are yeah, things between you? You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. like asking questions to get them to talk, mm-hmm. and then just to listen and keep them talking. Um, so I really believe in all that, and that's I think big, that's though, more to, important to listen than the then, physical. Too, though, you know, because you could ask the questions, but you have to be able to receive it too, and sincerely be that person to listen. Yeah. And if you look at yourself too, like, oh, why am I not doing well in the gym? Like, maybe it's not just my, oh, my program sucks. I mean, probably SPC with a lot of athletes, you'd be like, oh, I'm not getting any better. Well, oh, God. what yeah, other things right. are you doing wrong? Oh, out maybe not sleeping. Or yeah. Oh, it's made such a difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get them out of eat. I like, got to eat six thousand. Yeah. What did you think? Two thousand. Not quite cutting that better, boss. Mm-hmm. You got to show some. I mean, show some of those football players how much protein they probably need. Mm-hmm. I was talking about one of our member, like one of the barbell club kids we have. Like he. Like he's a big guy. He's got to eat. He's only like two hundred pounds. He got to eat three hundred grams of protein a day if you want to eat gram per pound. He's like, dude, I couldn't even like get a, a halfway through that, and I was like, you couldn't even do that. I'm like, well, that's what you need for your body. So it's training, like, man. Yeah, and like yeah, exactly. Like if you want to look, you need, like looking holistically, personally, like you can be like, well, what am I missing out here? What's my nutrition like? Like stuff like that. And if you don't know what you're doing, I'd just say find someone who can, and then ask them those questions. Like, I'm not getting better. Well. Nikki, why am I not getting better? And then go to them. She <laughs> 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 probably stuff a lot of things for me, but um, and then just like like you said, like and then personal personally too, and yeah. like, not just as a coach, but everybody can do that. Is like in every facet of your life, if you're not getting better, like in your mental health, you're not getting better in your career, other things like that. Like looking holistically of other things that may be draining you or sucking you away and cutting those things out. And trying to lead by example. I say try because it's really, really hard. <laughs> um, but I'm always trying. I know Jake's always trying. Because if we're preaching these people, you need to sleep, you need to eat better, you need to um, 
learn how to breathe, reflect on your day, you know, set goals. It's a, it's a lot. It takes a lot of time, yes. You have to prioritize things, yes. And we're not perfect at it, but we try to be or we at least recognize that we need to start trying more in other places. So leading by example, I think, is huge. So. I agree. Yeah. You have something? I don't know if I have anything good, but... Okay. <laughs> The other thing, I mean, this is the thing, this is something that's not what other people believe in me, they just don't recognize, is how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So I, I bring that up with our athletes a lot, like, and we've talked about, especially with schoolwork, like with kids, or if you're slacking in this regard, like, say you're slack, say in school you get C or C, you're a C student, and you're just kind of, meh, whatever. Well, what, like, how does that relate to your sport? I mean, some people can get away, they can be fail, like, Derek Rose failing out of, like, Memphis when he was there, or whatever, how it went, but... I'm Some people get away with it. <laughs> yeah, so then <laughs> yeah. You, did, you never really did right, that. You try yeah. just to go. No, I, um, I think just looking at just like every little aspect of your life, like, can relate to other things. Like, I realize like I've worked multiple jobs. Well, at this one job, I just go there and I just punch the clock. <laughs> well, then, like honestly, I've done that. But like, I'll just be there. I'll just be there and I'll just do what I got to do and not even have any passion. But then, I recognize like, oh, when I start actually like going there and really trying to be the best employee I can. That just spills over and everything else I'm doing. I leave like energized. I leave going to everything else, mm -hmm. like with a lot more energy. And just feel better. And mm -hmm. I, I, I think like there's so much. I mean, it sounds like kind of hippy dippy, but just the energy like that you have, just mentally, your mental health. Just when you focus on those little things and try to do everything in your life the way you want something else to be. I want to be a great athlete. Well, I'm also going to be a great friend. Like. Mm -hmm. If, I, if I'm a great friend to Nikki, you know what? It might help me feel better, so I go to the gym with a better attitude and I get better training each day. Mm -hmm. It's all those little things. It's, I mean, everybody would probably agree with that saying, like, how you do anything is how you do everything, but actually, like, recognizing it in your own life and recognizing others, like, like we just talked about that holistic mentality, like, finding what else they could be missing out on that. They hate their job. Well, of course, they're going to probably come in here miserable every day. Mm -hmm. We have people in Lake CrossFit we see who, they come in here after work, and it takes them like 20 minutes to get over how crappy their day was. Wow! And it's about, and then there's half your, I mean, you're almost half your session gone by the time they actually like forget about how drained they are from work. So it's like, well, why not try to find a way or change your job or change something else? That we literally have conversations about that. Like, okay, well, how could you change your career? What else could you do? What are the things? <laughs> like, man, this is not in our <laughs> yeah, right. no, But that's the good stuff, you know. A little couch in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> need to lay down. Um, the benches we work well. How does it make you yeah. feel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's huge. You do look better after you bring me coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a subtle. We bring coffee every day? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's huge. Coffee and breakfast. Yeah. I mean, just think how well you left then. Oh, man. NPRs every day. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with acts of service. We try to, when, especially when we have kids in here and we do a question of the day like we do with our CrossFit to get them talking, get them thinking. But some of them will do, okay, well, what have you done to help your mom today? That's the question. They're like, oh, uh, you haven't done anything to help your mom today? Like, we make it uncool to not be helpful or to not want to work hard or not train. Um, just with how we respond to their questions or how we ask them. And <laughs> then they'll be like, well, I don't, I mean, I guess I could do this when I go home, like, <laughs> yeah. do that, you know, or just putting that little bug in their ear to do more for others, um, and then it makes them feel better, too, and train better, like, hey, I did this, or, hey, I went and worked at the Salvation Army, or I donated a church, or something like that, um, because that's going to make them feel better, and just overall, a better person, and that's what we're trying to do, is 
make them better athletes. Just making your bed. I think it's from the guy from yeah. Seal Fit. I can't remember. Can't uh, see yeah. The guy's oh, name, yeah. He, he's he's big on it. win of the day. Yeah, Makes exactly. That first win of the day. And I don't subscribe to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Taekwondo as a kid, and our Taekwondo instructor, mate, we went around one day and asked every kid, did you make your bed? Every kid that didn't, it was 10 push-ups for the oh, whole yeah, class. And you do that, like, randomly, like, every couple weeks or something like that. And the first time we did, like, when you do that, and by the next time around, everyone made their bed because if you're doing 150 push-ups, uh, you do not want to do that. So it, and it's just that little, that rhythm of how you do that is, I mean, that's, that wasn't still me young on, so mm-hmm. I think that's helped me a lot. But, I mean, they, you can he- hear about it now from these guys who are big, big name seal yeah. fit. Tim Ferriss is talking yeah. about it on his show. Like, yeah. You listen to one episode and you got to wait like three weeks. Like, oh man, I gotta, what else am I going to feel bad about now in the mm-hmm. next episode? <laughs> I'm trying to improve it in that time is what I'm doing <laughs> you have three weeks to improve on this and then he's going to give you something else to work on yeah I just can't make my bed I don't have any desire I feel like it wastes time do you wash your dishes yeah. every day though? define wash um, I rinse them off and they go in the dishwasher but you do it every day nights. and you don't let them pile up extensively Typically. yeah but then it can smell hey See, you don't make your bed, but you do your dishes. So she's, she's finding the win. Oh, that's the yeah, win? That's yeah. The win. You got to find the win. I'm just trying to get to the coffee quicker. <laughs> Is your coffee on uh, No. No, I don't get up consistently enough for that. So. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. It's okay. Top three take-home tips for the people. Three. Yeah, I remember them. I would say... Try to read something or um, listen to someone or watch someone or something that you completely disagree with mm-hmm. and try to understand how they came to that. I like it. Um, you don't have to like it, but it's good to understand it and just kind of respect how they got to that. Challenge your own beliefs <laughs> yeah. so you can come back around. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I don't know what I put down when we talked about this, but I know one, one that I just heard recently was what's one change you can make this week that you can easily make like like that one thing you mm-hmm. can yeah make your bed each day it's fun for that Get, yeah. do that every day next week what can you do this week pick one thing at a time and then just go from there if you're trying to get stronger trying to lose weight whatever it is what's one thing keep it simple lose weight okay I'm not gonna eat after 7 o'clock or I'm just not gonna not gonna buy chips this week I'm not going to have them in the house. Like something like as simple as that. If you want to get stronger, let's say like maybe you're not very mobile. Okay, how about I stretch for five minutes before I go to bed? That's it. Five minutes just for each night. Just like put your leg up on the bed and just chill out. Just sit yeah. there. Like get yourself a little more flexible help you recover. Like that's all it takes. Like people, I mean mobility is a big thing we talk, we've been talking about recently. Like it's not, not a huge change. You'll have to do yoga an hour every like three times a week. You stretch for five, ten minutes before I go to bed each night. You'd be amazed in like two or three months how much things change. And yeah. it's, it's just those little changes. That's all you got to do. You can, if you just change that one thing for a month, just imagine how much. Bite-sized portion. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So just find something. Whatever your main goal is, what is your big focus right now? And then what's one little thing you can add in each day and do that? Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed at what you can do in a month, two months, three months. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, kind of like we talked about earlier, listen more than you speak and teach teach rather than like preach at someone and talk to them rather than at them as a coach and just as a person 
I think you just have a lot more um, full or worthwhile conversations rather than, and you actually yeah. get through the person and get their respect. Yeah, and get their they respect and trust. Yeah. So. Hmm. Very good. Yeah, I just go with that. I guess. What's your most influential purchase under a hundred dollars? Whether it's fitness or whether it's related to anything. Oh man, you can go first. This is the first one that sticks out because we talked about books. The Daily Stoic was that's one. Nice. The beginning of the year. Yeah, that's I know what's next. This is like, it was literally my, it was both for me because this, okay. I started at the beginning of the year and it changed a lot for me. It was just, it was like a, it's an easy little thing and it has like a paragraph each day you read. And I made it so I woke up every day and I read that paragraph. Is that from uh, Tim Ferriss? Yeah, it's from Tim Ferriss. Yep, you saw it. Why does it always go yeah. back to Tim Ferriss? It always goes back to Tim Ferriss, right? Yeah. I don't think. I'm sure we can find a way. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was for me. I, I, I barely buy anything anymore besides food and stuff. But, I was going to say Yeah, I was going to say it's food. Um, but that for me, I just, I honestly, I've been falling off the wagon of reading it, but I still just open it up and read a page every now and again. Like, it takes 30 seconds, but it create for me at the, like, at the beginning of this year, just, it, I was, I get overwhelmed with a lot of things a lot of times. I just, like, don't know where I'm going. Just when you read that, it just puts, I don't know, you read a few days of that, and your mind just gets so much good, pers- better perspective, so... If you know someone you want to get a book for for Christmas, I'd recommend that. Like, I'm probably going to buy it for everyone in my family next year because it goes from January 1 through the end of the year. Okay. Start at any time, but sure, it's an easy one. Like, I think it's like $12 on Amazon. And then nice. Really quick, easy one to get. Change, changed me a lot. Mine are some of the books. Um, I'll tell you about them. <laughs> there we go. And, um, <laughs> get both questions and, and notebooks. I notebooks. use a lot of notebooks. Because I write everything down, helps me remember everything, and um, I make a lot of lists. Got a busy mind, so I gotta write yeah. it down. No, I would say notebooks, notebooks for sure. And I don't carry simple. it around. Sometimes I'll forget. Simple is the best. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you can just you know write down your thoughts, journals. I do my prayers sometimes, but it's kind of like I got all these things to do. But okay, I need to like focus, meditate a little bit on this, and so notebooks for me for sure and then the books um unrelated to strength conditioning but super interesting mm-hmm. i'm getting married this year so i'm reading this book called love and respect and it like really opened my mind up and also made me think about like when i was growing up and how my family and stuff interacted or my parents but then how i see people at the gym interact with their spouses or significant others and it talks about how generally men innately desire to be respected over loved and women desire to be loved over respected and so if they're in a tussle and she's saying he doesn't listen to me he doesn't love me or something like that and he's saying well how can I love you when you don't respect me it's like you're saying it right now you know sure. um just give respect and you'll be loved or give respect and you'll be or whatever the backwards okay. of what yeah. she said yeah. right. okay. so I thought that was super interesting and then I was talking to some members here once in a while or just people that I meet and they might be struggling with training or something's going wrong or nutrition and I'll be like, well, how's your relationships and how's that going? And then they start talking and then it's like leading into how that's affecting their self-confidence, which is affecting this, which is affecting their training. It's like, whoa, love and respect and now I'm a better coach. So I think that book was just great. Um, And then the book called Mindset, 
having a yeah. growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I'm reading right now, which I've been reading for a while, but it's dense. Um, Eastern Body, Western Mind. Mm. Uh, and I got that from Lindsay Matthews of BirthFit. She recommended it. But it talks about um, energy systems and chakra and um, psychological and social development. Nice. A lot of stuff. How far through are you now? Maybe like 90 pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, just I haven't even started yet. Yeah. 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 It took me like six months to read this book. Yeah. Finally just hammered yeah. it out. But there's so many good like little nuggets. It's like, okay, I just need to... Just move on, because otherwise it's like you're reading so much that should be absorbed, but you just can't absorb it. Yeah, all. nothing's so, actually sticking. Like super training. Yeah, that was one of my books actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Is there any other books while we're on it? <laughs> super training. My other two were yeah. Besides that book, were super training and the the weightlifting encyclopedia by Arthur Dressler. It's not publishing, but we can still get it on Amazon. Um, they're two of the most densest books I've ever had. Most densest. Most <laughs> densest. Yeah, it's great, great grammar there. UWL education. Exercise. Exactly. Exactly. I just love making that joke. Uh, but super training, you can just read a page and have more knowledge than you could have reading a whole other book. And same thing with the uh, with encyclopedia book. Anyone who's interested in learning weightlifting, it's more knowledge than you'll ever need to know. But any strength coach, it has the, like just the philosophies they have behind things in there. Like there's a there's like a four page thing of just the like, philosophy of training, and like I've read that probably like five or six times since I got the book about a year ago. So every once in a while I bring it back out because it just if everything I mean everything should have like your philosophy for what you do, and that sets for the next step of like what what are your principles then, and your principles leading to what you're going to take action on, right? So it just the way it talks about training and how you're just slowly, gradually like, progressing an athlete and all these things. Which I thought it was just amazing. So the book the book was worth it for those five pages, um, but the rest of it is like knowledge bombs on knowledge bombs of just different programming things for weightlifting coaches or just coaching tips for anyone trying to teach the Olympic lifts for snatch and clean and jerk stuff. It's it's probably, I mean, half the book has like, like any other big encyclopedia. There's like 100 pages of exercises that are mm-hmm. kind of pretty worthless because if you've had any type of background, it's like, well, I know how to back squat. It just has to have a picture of the back squat to like, yeah. make it a bigger book and that type of stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of 47 pages of references. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what an encyclopedia's got to be, right? Yeah. So, But those two, for me, like I I always reference back to those all the time because I'd rather – for me, I, I, I've read a lot of books over the years. I'll read the whole book and maybe get two things out of it. So mm-hmm. I've gravitated more a lot of the – I find a book, I more just find what I need to learn in the book. But those are two that – no matter what page I'm on, I can usually find some nugget or some some sort. So, mm-hmm. are two big ones for me. That I think almost, they're really expensive, which sucks, but mm-hmm. it's worth it if you're a coach or if someone in this field that wants to learn more about those things. So, very nice. Yeah. Um, in your area of expertise, what is something you would do to make something that is complicated simple? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Probably the same as those takeaways I said. Listen more than you speak. Talk to people rather than at them, and yeah, teach someone how to do something. Don't just tell them what to do. Teach them why, and how, and show them, and um, describe it, and make all the noises so they, you know, because people learn differently. So you have to simplify it with as few words as possible, in several different ways, because they might be more of an auditory, visual, tactile learner. So gotta cover your bases. I'll take a side tangent or something kind of not tangent, but different approach. Like, I know a lot for me always was programming. Like, I always was curious, like, well, what's the best program? How can I find that magic program? 
so everyone finds out there's never a magic program, but I always was trying to find like what's the best thing I should be doing right now for training. Uh, and it really boils down to a lot of times, yes, being simple with it. Find a simple thing that you can improve by a simple amount next week. A lot of people, they start off doing like five sets of five back squat. Well, what if you just did like two sets of five or three sets of five and you still got stronger next week? Well, that's probably what you should be doing then versus like if anyone knows what German volume training is, like it's 10 sets of 10 on squats. Like, well, I was a sophomore in college. Like, oh, it sounds <laughs> like it's going to make my squat go up 100 pounds. So I do that and you find out, nope, I just got burnt Rats. out and wrecked. Yeah. yeah. So it's like trying – anytime we, like if you're a person running your own program or if you're an athlete doing looking for a program, like don't try to find the maximal. Start with the minimal and get you the most bang for your yeah. buck. Yeah. Minimal effective dose. Yeah, minimal effective dose that will get you equal if not greater and something you can build upon. If mm-hmm. you start too much, then it's really hard to get more and more and more. And really like starting strength was one that my brother yeah. – I had referenced my brother to that. He did three sets of five, just improved five pounds every week on three sets of five. Within a year, he was like almost squatting 500 pounds. Like just a simple, the most simple program ever. Yeah. I mean, he's a rare case because that's what Andy was doing. Great. He was going and going and going until I started being like, dude, I'm dying. And then he came up. He's like, I was just waiting to see until he gave up. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he's like, you kept going up and yeah. you weren't complaining. And yeah. That's really, yeah, that's really all it is sometimes the programming, that early on at least. When you get more advanced things, it's different. But early on, it's just finding something simple, creating a little small variation here and there instead of regular deadlifts you do like a sumo deadlift or something or instead of your standing bicep curl you do a lying back bicep curl like something really simple and then it's each week getting that little tiny bit better basic principle that anyone can do for their own trainings pick like four exercises do like three to five sets of those exercises and just each week improve a little bit of weight every three four weeks change up the exercises change up the reps and keep going that's pretty much a basic simplified version of what a lot of programming really is the rest of the stuff is just what a coach can identify as what you need, and that's that takes a lot more practice than mm-hmm. just simple stuff sometimes. But and keeping them excited about it. Yeah, that's a big thing too. Yeah, people. Some people can back squat every week for a year. Some people, if they back squat for more than two weeks, they're burnt. They're yeah. sick of it. So, it's identifying what what you can handle, what your whoever you're working with can handle, and then making it work for them. You gotta make it fun, but then also just keep it simple and it mm-hmm. keeps getting better. More and more. Are, you, are there you, any recommendations on keeping it exciting or like <clears throat> implanting that motiva- motivation I'm sure has Sorry. to be a challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My first thought was um, learn some really good jokes. Yeah. I tell really yeah. terrible jokes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't right. get together. Um, yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's um, that a lot. No, I was just gonna say like with the conversation and the things that you do between sets when you get to know them and you talk about why you're training or why you're doing it or why you're squatting for nine weeks straight and get them excited about the process because they're going to go through the process for a long time and the light at the end of the tunnel is it's very short and then you go through another process so Mm -hmm. keeping them excited about the boring normal stuff that you have to do every day this is i mean this is Maybe not for everybody, but if you can find out something that you can compete in in some way, mm-hmm. like if you do powerlifting or weightlifting, you can do the rest of your life. CrossFit, you can do the rest of your life, stuff like that. Find something like that that you can compete in and sign up for a competition. Like, mm-hmm. There's people out there who are, listen, whoever listen to this, say you're an ESS major right now, you want to be a strength conditioning coach. Why not go sign up for a powerlifting meet? You'll probably learn a lot for yourself and you'll hold yourself really accountable in your training. Yeah. If you just go sign up for a powerlifting meet three months from now, that's what I did in college. I actually had a friend like, oh, you want to do this powerlifting meet in, three, in like two months? Okay, and then I made progress in those two months more than I made in the last year, because I mean you come into the gym and you're dialing in yeah. focus. So, it's it's 
it's funny how it works, but when you put your money down on anything, or if you just sign up for something, it, it really holds you accountable. Um, and for general people, I mean, who aren't looking to compete, things like that, really it's just, I mean, you can just do little things, little fun games or little fun questions that you can get them talking about something. Or, like I said, finding little PRs and something like that. Like, finding a technique PR or making a, just creating an exercise. Like, say we're going to go down, I don't know, we do have to do this with the weightlifting club sometime. Okay, we're not going to do that exercise. We're going to do this plus this. What? What is that? I've never done that before. It's like something just really small different, but to them they're like, oh my gosh, like this is so hard. And it's like, this is great. It's going to make me get so much better. And it's yeah. like, no, I'm really just picking a new exercise because so, you looked like you were kind of like just dogging it today. Sure. So, yeah. And then they walk out of there like, yeah, that's the magic. Yeah. They, I mean, they think so we all want to find that magic ticket. Well, if you just keep finding little things that in their head that day make it feel like the magic ticket, well, those add up after a while. So I'll do that sometimes. Be like, oh, instead of snatch poles, we're going to do this. Um, hang snatch pole with a three second lower. Oh man, wow, really? There's not really much like you talk about, Joel. I just wanted to find something different. So you made so it's to you. It's like not just the same exercise you've done the past mm -hmm. like two months. So yeah. Yeah. that can be something fun. Just pick a new exercise. PR on it. There you yeah, go. Mix it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, what information would you tell your past self if you could go back like five, ten years? That you can pick the year. Lift more, run less. I used to run all the time. And stretch. That's all there was to do. We didn't have like a weight room in my school. We just had a bunch of gravel rolled all over the place. So I ran a lot. Um, but yeah, I'd probably lift more, um, be nicer to my mom, and uh, relax a little bit. I would be super okay. But yeah, train more. Mine would be, I think, getting out. I'm a very comfort zone person sometimes. So putting myself around people that are better than me more often. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a lot better at that now, like trying to surround myself with better people. Um, and then constantly, not only when I'm by them, but I actually try to get something <laughs> from them all the time. I mean, that's partly why I'm here with Nick Nicky. It's like, I started learning that through college. Just early on, I just was the shy kid. I was like that, and anyone can ask in high school and middle school, I was the shy kid. So early on in college, that was me. Like, I never go ask stuff. Well, then as I got to know some professors and stuff more, mm -hmm. I became the kid who would come up to them every day and have a question. So. Mm -hmm. I, I think earlier on I wish I would have done that more and tell people, like, put your, find someone who's better than you at something and go learn from them and go put yourself in that situation. I'm trying to do that more. There's a coach up in Cannon Falls for weightlifting. He has a lot of good youth kids. So I drove up there two hours in the morning so I could sit there and train next to his kids and see what he's doing and that's making these kids succeed. And as a high school kid, lifting more than any of the girls I have. So, like, how, what is he doing that's making this work? So trying to do that more and more, I think – me early on I wish I would have done that I think anyone can yeah. probably attest to like you don't no one likes to be put realize they're not better or they're not very good at something but that's really probably what you need the most is to be around someone who's a lot better than you at something else so yeah. and right. still keep doing it yeah and keep doing it the rest of your life like, there's always someone better than you at something so yeah it's always better to be number two yeah <laughs> <laughs> you never want to be the smartest guy in the room I don't have that problem that. <laughs> 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 that hard Cool. You guys have anything else? Where can people find you? Here. In the gym. Um, right here. here all, the <laughs> all the time. With the shirt back. Yeah. No, we have Instagram, Kaizen Strength LLC. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll think look it up. We'll yeah. Now. I don't even know. Thanks, Kaizen Strength and then LLC. We have Facebook, Kaizen Strength. But then, seriously, we're here at CrossFit UDX inside the Lacrosse Mall Center in Lacrosse, Wisconsin.
and our website, which is a work in progress and at kaizenstrength.net. We got like one article up. We're working it's a good on getting better. Website, though. You think? Yeah, I do think. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do that? Yeah. We like try. It. Squarespace nice. is awesome. Yeah. I love Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Oh, very very cool. easy. Just works. Great, which is good too. We yeah. dabbled in that one as well. Yeah. yeah. We I might just, have a couple websites floating around. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hope we're not paying for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anywhere right. on there, we try to get better at the social medias, but and then hopefully some YouTube stuff more and more in the future. Mm-hmm. We've done a little in the past, but trying to do more of that. So. Yeah. Very good. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Done. <laughs> Thank you for checking out this episode of Clinically Pressed. Go to clinicallypressed.com for full show notes and links to everything that we covered in this episode. While you're there, you'll have full access to all our episodes, insights, and shorts. You can find Clinically Press on YouTube or any podcast outlet that you use. If you could give us a rating, thumbs up, or a review on how we're doing, we would greatly appreciate it and heard it helps out quite a bit. To get more free content delivered straight to your inbox, sign up for the Total Athletic Therapy newsletter at totalathletictherapy.com or clinicallypress.com. You'll get direct links to all the new Clinically Pressed episodes, reviews on some of the latest research in health and performance, and links to related podcasts and other items meant to help you make the complicated, simple, and optimized performance. Thank you for listening, and see you next episode.